Hello and welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Happy to be with you. I hope you're feeling optimistic or semi-optimistic or realistic. And uh, if you're feeling pessimistic, that's part of the that's part of the ebbs and flows of life as well. But hopefully, we could spend some good time together, blow some wind in your sails, and uh, encourage you because hey. We are all living and learning. Life is a challenge, but we're uh, we're trying to exchange some notes here, trying to brainstorm together, and try to keep growing, growing as individuals, growing as families, growing as communities. Um, there's a lot to be excited and optimistic about, but it's a process, and uh, it's a process. So today's episode is number seventeen. So it is dedicated to. Mets legend Keith Hernandez. All right, I can't resist. Here's Keith Hernandez uh, in an appearance he made on a 90s sitcom you might remember. Look at this guy. Does he have to stretch in here? <laughs> you know who that is? That's, that's Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez? The baseball player? Yeah, that's him. Are you sure? Positive. Wow, Keith Hernandez, he's such a great player. Yeah, he's a real smart guy too, he's a Civil War buff. I'd love to be a Civil War buff. (laughs) What do you have to do to become a buff? So Biff wants to be a buff. Well, sleeping less than 18 hours a day would be a start. (laughs) You know, I only got two weeks left of unemployment. I gotta prove I've been looking for a job to get an extension. Hey, should we say something to him? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he loves to hear from fans in the locker room. Why, he could say hello to me. I wouldn't mind. He's Keith Hernandez. You're Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> so? What, are you comparing yourself to Keith Hernandez? The guy's a baseball player, Jerry. Baseball. I know what he is. I recognized him. You didn't even notice him. What, you're making some wisecracks in a nightclub? <laughs> the guy was in game six, two runs down, two outs, facing elimination. Excuse me. I don't want to disturb you. I'm Keith Hernandez, and I just want to tell you what a big fan I am. I love your comedy. Really? Oh, yeah, I've always wanted to do what you do. Do what I do? You're one of my favorite ball players of all time. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> love that bit about Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> really? All right, that was great. Seinfeld, classic, classic cultural institution. And now back to our regular scheduled podcast. And today's title is Wandering Amongst the Stories. Wandering Amongst the Stories. So before we get into today's Con- uh, main content, I want to spend a little time giving you some updates on season two. So season two is 
90% positive going to start next week. So when you see that season two drop into your email um, or however you're hearing this podcast, if you see that season two next week, you know we are on. And I'm going to ask you to send that to a bunch of people because it's going to introduce our goals and what we're trying to accomplish in season two. Give us a little fresh start and um, keep rolling. Um, I want to share a little bit of feedback. I got a great bit of feedback from last week's episode, um, Meditation, where we looked at, uh, we listened to Desiderata, that wonderful prose poem that kind of outlines a way of just a way of a way of life, a way of looking at life. It's a it's a really is um, a nice little practical philosophy piece. So, and we also listened to the Masquerade Waltz. I got this note in my email from Jojo in Connecticut, and he did the meditation where he pictured himself in a city, um, and he just let his let his mind go to the Masquerade Waltz. So here is what he said. I close my eyes at lunch break, listening to this and deja vu. I was instantly with an old loved one inside the theater with fabulous garbs on, laughing and loving with all the other town people. It was a cold, blustery night, and I felt as though I had arrived. Love it. Love it so much. That is that is beautiful. Maybe see this is what you do. You play around with these podcasts, and then maybe you uh you find something that might have some uh, sticking points to it. I could see that. Maybe we send out these music meditations, and uh, and then we could uh, play them back with um, one of your meditations that occurred upon reflection. Okay, so let's jump into this week's song. Quite a different feel from the Masquerade Waltz. And if you want to, close your eyes and relax for a few. And uh, then we'll get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of this show. Or the rice and beans, whatever you're in the mood for. This is a song from a band called the Be Good Tanyas. And I think it's a great February-March song. It has a little bit of that, I don't know, spring-summery energy that we kind of can start looking forward to this time of year. And... I feel like this is one of those songs that can really just, I don't know, put a little bop in my step. Well, I feel like an old hobo I'm sad, all summer blue I was fair as a summer day Now the summer days are through You pass through places And places pass through you But you carry them with you On the soles of your travel shoes Well, I love you so dearly I love you so clearly I wake you up in the morning I'm 
So I, I had a more, I had a, a bit of a depressed week last week, and it gave me some opportunity to reflect, and it kind of, it encouraged me along um, some of my greater pr- missions or projects in that I, I, I use the weather of the mind, not the podcast, but the technique that I created for observing our emotions. And I just, I've shrunk down the technique to be just a five-minute evening ritual. But one of the best benefits of practicing that ritual of observing the weather of our minds for a few months is that when we're in a kind of a down cycle, it allows us to be like, oh, okay, I'm in a down spot. Like, and for me, I use this number system. Oh, okay, I'm at a negative five for a few a few days in a row. Like, that's that's not a great feeling. There's a lot of you're kind of walking against the winds, or you're you're going uphill all the time. You know, that's that's what that depression can feel like. Um, but I kind of used, but. Giving it a, a number for me or, or being able to kind of label it as, okay, yeah, it's snowing outside. Oh, it's raining outside. Okay, this is the weather that's going on inside of me. It kind of takes some of the sting away from it. And I accept it as part of the ebbs and flows of life. So I know I, I check in on my my checklist, the one I'm, I talked about at New Year's. You know, how is my water? How is my hydration? How is my sleep? Am I exercising enough? Which is the common mistake we make in the wintertime. Um, how is my diet? Am I cooking? Am I eating? Am I taking care of my home? Am I, am I spending effort and cleaning? Some of these little maintenance activities can be really helpful when we're feeling a little bit down. I know when I was feeling down last week, I got on my hands and knees and scrubbed my floor. And it just helped me, uh, you know, just feel like, Hey, it's going to be okay. I think I think it's good to have a physical task because when we're in these down periods, we can get really attached to negative thought cycles. But once we see that the negative thought cycles are often just us putting words to just feelings, and these feelings might not need to be put into words right now. Maybe we just got to have to feel them and deal with them and realize, hey, there's some days and some weeks where I'm going to feel like, hey, the wind's at my back. My emotions are positive and excited and I have a great amount of energy and enthusiasm and and there's gonna be some days and weeks we just don't have that but the key is not to freak out because certainly when I was younger and I would get in these these days or weeks you'd you'd listen to the words and you'd let them kind of push you further down so that's a lot what we're trying to do with the weather of the mind long term and I'll I'll spend some time next season explaining the weather of the mind as I understand it because I wrote, I wrote a small book about it a few years ago, but now I've kept track of my emotions and marked down you know, three numbers a day every night for almost three years. So I have a really interesting data set, which I want to share in the new year, but also a lot of great insights on what can be learned and gained from the process. And for me, it's, been a, a, it's helped me be more stable, more grounded, and just more calm and those are all good things i think so but today's main focus is the biography oh no that my old title on my notes i originally called it the biography ouija board because i used to i used to go up to um olden library on cornell university campus 
and I would wander the stacks. And sometimes, and the stacks are floors and floors and floors of just 10 foot tall books, densely packed stacks of books, I think seven or eight stories. And a lot of times, you maybe search for one book or one idea that was on your mind and you type it into the computer and you get the call number. PN353.67X. Okay. And then you go up. You, I'd walk up the stairs to level, oh, level three. That's where the P and N might be. And I'd walk in there and I'd find that book. But I'd also just be using it as initial landing point. I would allow myself to, to wander to wander through the stacks and just walk through this quiet, narrow hallways of books, of all these thoughts, of all these people's thoughts that they compiled and wrote, and, 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 and I'm just surrounded by them all, and it's amazing. And I wander, and, and I find a book that catches my interest, and then I might sit down in that section and sit down with those books and just take a few off the shelf and just just engage with these minds and engage with these books. So that was the original idea for this Ouija board, this wandering Ouija board of, of libraries of sorts. But I've kind of switched the title over to Wandering Amongst the Stories. Wandering Amongst the Stories. So... The way I wandered amongst the stories this week, and this is a practical skill. I know it doesn't seem so practical, but bear with me. So I wandered over to the library, the public library here in Ithaca, the old reconditioned Walmart, uh, Walmart, Walgreens that the city turned, the county bought and turned into a delightful library. So... I walk over to the library and I want to get, I want to, when I'm a little bit down or feeling a little bit lost or a little bit confused over exactly where I'm meant to be headed in life, which, you know, comes to us from time to time on some level or another, work, relationship. So I wandered over to the biography section. Now the biography, biography section is usually a little bit after the nonfiction section. So you go 600, 700, 800s, 900s, and then boom, the biography section. And the biography section is a few is a few rows wide. We have quite a collection of biographies and autobiographies, meaning you know self-written. Um, so biographies and autobiographies in that same section. So you walk over to the biography section. In there. You could have a starting point. You could just wander. I was looking for a biography on Mary Oliver. Rest in peace. Mary Oliver is a, a wonderful poet. I strongly recommend checking her stuff out. Let's actually... Nah, I'll save it for another day. I was going to read a poem, but I don't want it to be too tangential. Should I be more tangential? Let me know. Okay, so I was looking for Mary Oliver book and there was not a biography I, well, at least there was not one in the Tompkins County Public Library there was no Mary Oliver biography but then I just I just let myself wander again I just had that initial the initial starting point is all you really need in a library and then you could just wander 
But I, I wandered close. I wanted to stay in the biography section. And right there, right where, where Mary Oliver would have been, her next door neighbor, Frederick Law Olmsted. So the trivia question is, who is Frederick Law Olmsted? Anybody? Frederick Law Olmsted is considered the father of landscape architecture. He, along with Calvert Vox, designed Central Park in New York City. And Frederick Law Olmsted went on to have a tremendous career in designing many of our country's most beautiful parks. He was also quite an early environmentalist, so he cared about not only uh, preserving, uh, not only building parks so people could keep their spirits up and keep calm-minded and kind of escape the dense drudgery of lower Manhattan, build parks, build refuges in cities, but also preserve nature so there are places you can go to. So that was two of his things he devoted his life to. But the cool thing about everyone's anyone's biography is they're still normal people and they had their ups and downs and many people who have biographies written about them kind of overcame a lot. It almost their challenges helped push them further. And just the interesting things you find out. I want to read you two paragraphs in this book. So the name of the book is Genius of Place. The Life of Frederick Law Olmsted, and the author is Justin Martin. And I'm about a third of the way, th way through it, and I find it to be uh, really great. So let me just give you um, a quick, quick little sample. On August 6, 1860, Olmsted took a ride in an open buggy through Upper Manhattan, accompanied by Mary and the baby, John Theodore. His buggy was harnessed to a horse that he was looking to buy. Exhausted from overwork, per usual, Olmsted fell asleep. The reins slipped from his hands. The horse bolted. Olmsted snapped to and seized the reins. But as the buggy whipped around a corner, one of its wheels rolled over the base of a lamppost. The buggy upended, and all three passengers were thrown clear. Mary landed on her back, clutching the baby to her chest. Miraculously, both were unharmed, but Olmsted was dashed against an outcropping of rock. He lay in the road, writhing in pain, his shattered left thigh bone jutting through a tear in his pants. Wow. That is good writing and amazing stories. So what would go on to happen is tragic and multidimensional, even in the next two weeks. So Olmsted had this compound fracture with a bone came out, coming out of his femur. They took him to the hospital, and he was given a one in a hundred one in a hundred chance of living. Within ten days, he was back to work. But also within the next ten days, his newborn son, the one who survived the car accident, he died of cholera. So as you can see, there's so much to this story. There is just an experience of utter tragedy on multiple levels, and then. I'm going to go back in the book later tonight and read where we go from here, how he responded, how his wife responded. It's really quite, um, and you also, you're in the 1860s and you're riding in a buggy in upper Manhattan near Central Park. It's really just fascinating. Biographies and history, they allow us to empathize with a different time and a different place or 
or just a different person in a different set of settings, it allows us to reflect upon what is the human life, you know? So biography is a, is a certainly a, a theme, and I think it might be one of the major themes for season two. It's looking to be that way. But not just biography of famous people or biographies in the library. I'm interested into the notion of biography, the notion of a life or a life story. Take, for example, Scranton Bob. Scranton Bob, it would be awesome if there was a biography of Scranton Bob, but there might not be. But at least we get him on the audio recording and ask him a few questions and get a few anecdotes. It's a nice little snippet of a biography. So I want to give more opportunities for these snippets of biography. So I hope that this practical skill of wandering of wandering amongst the stories, wandering amongst the biographies, wandering amongst the stories. I hope that this meditation, this practical skill can be tried out. If you try it out, let me know how it goes. And if you have any feedback, drop us a line. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. I wish you well. Keep living and learning. Bye-bye.